At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is another edition of your favorite show, The Edge. You're on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good show on tap as usual. Tim Brando. National broadcaster for Fox Sports is going to join us in 30 minutes. As, uh, we're into the top four of our preseason edge top 40 poll, and uh, we can kind of guess where we're going at this point right now with our four teams left. I think we know. There's not too much mystery in yeah. college football when you get to the top four. What's the order going to be? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson? Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that's kind of the yearly tradition in college football, but uh, we get down to the final four. We're going to start breaking down the week zero matchups. I said uh, uh, today on a, on a radio show early this morning, wow. 7.30 JVT. That's pretty early for me. It's, uh, by the way, really quick aside, uh-huh. that's not, I, was, I thought that was like 3.30 in the afternoon for you. That's like getting close to the end of the day. It is. Yeah. That's, that's the very end of the day for me. <laughs> Usually 6 a.m. is about the end of the day, 6, 6.30. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, this college football card this week rates slightly above zero. But there's going to be uh, – this is a bad card. No, for it, me it's like a seven because it's But football. I said if, you're, if yep. you're a college football junkie, you love it. But yeah. there are no uh, high-profile matchups, no real appealing teams in action. I mean, when Northwestern Nebraska is your high-profile game, yes. it's not a very good card. But I'm looking forward to it. And I think there's going to be a lot of betting action because uh, college football's back. And uh, these games count. People are going to be fired up. And uh, and we do have a late-night game in Hawaii. So That's that, right. It's uh, we start today in Dublin, Ireland, with Northwestern Nebraska, and finish today in Honolulu with uh, Vanderbilt and Hawaii. I was going to say I'm, th- I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing Nebraska in action. I think that I think that Casey Thompson could probably be the best quarterback that Scott Frost has had in his career, his tenure yeah, there. He hasn't had many quarterbacks since tenure there. Oh, I know, but he's probably the best one, right? As a passer, <laughs> he had 24 TD passes and 10 starts at Texas last year. I think. He's going to be a definite upgrade from uh, Adrian Martinez. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, 44 new players, 22 of them transfers. Scott Frost is desperate. He's got to get this thing turned around right away. The Nebraska win total at DraftKings is seven and a half. And uh, Nebraska's won a total of 15 games in his first four years. So uh, I, I actually kind of lean to the uh, Purple Cats as dogs here, catching the uh, 13 and a half points. I'm going to play this. I'm I'm waiting to see JVT if it gets to 14 by kickoff Saturday, and I think there's a chance it might. The problem is this game is so early on Saturday, it's probably going to have to get to 14 
uh, right yes, before yes. kickoff, early in the morning or uh, late Friday up? night. Oh, yeah, I'll be up. Okay. All right. 9 a.m. is pretty late for you. What's that? 9 a.m. is really late for you. Well, when it's, when it's a college football weekend, there is no bedtime. Okay, all right. Stay up all weekend. Okay, I got it. All right, so we'll have that, of course. We'll have analysis on all these and Brando's. We'll get Brando's thoughts on uh, the week zero matchups coming up later. You Did know what? You, what? And Timmy B's top ten looks a lot different than our top ten. Really? And he, we have like a team order in order or actual teams? Order and teams. We have a team in the top four that he does not have in the top ten. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, I think That's I know what truth. team that is. Okay. I mean, it's got to be. Don't give it away. Okay. All right. Can I say it's the team that we're going to talk about today? It might be. Okay. All right. Uh, did you have anything last night? Jets and Falcons, 24-16, final score, 21 points in the final two quarters for the Jets <laughs> uh, to take this bad boy home after looking like they had absolutely nothing in the first half. No, but Brad Powers, who was our guest yeah. on uh, yesterday's show, he had, I, I think he said he made a money line play on the Falcons. And they were up 16 nothing, and he left the house, and he came back and saw the score and just went, what the hell happened? Preseason, baby. And I will tell you, the, I didn't bet this game, but I, I turned it off when it was 16 nothing, and I was watching baseball. And when I saw the final score, I said the same thing. What happened here? Uh, so the Jets roared back with 24 answer, uh, unanswered to win the game, and actually um, it went over the total of 38 it did. It looked like it was going to be a dead under. And went under the total of, I think, what did it open, 41, yes. something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was right there. So, if you're jumping on these numbers and playing some middles, you were in a pretty good situation. And I will say, what happened yesterday uh, was preseason football because Felipe Franks leading the Falcons' offense, and uh, they were only down by one, and it looked like they are actually on a pretty relatively decent drive. Uh, but sack fumble returned for a touchdown. Jets throw an interception. On their ensuing drive after they forced a three and out after returning that. And it looked like the Falcons, again, were going to be able to do something. Uh, but ultimately, Felipe Franks cannot get it done. And uh, the Falcons could not get the win. So 24-16, to 16, the final score there. A thrilling way to end week two of the preseason. And now we move on to week three, which is going to be weird. Because there are some teams, we don't know what their status is going to be as we head into the final week of the preseason. I don't know if you saw the report this morning. Uh, but it does sound that Justin Fields and the starters are mm -hmm. going to get another go here in week three for the Chicago Bears. So that's going to be something that uh, to look forward to as the Lions popped up yesterday for NFL preseason week three. Don't know if it's worth much, but we do remember that backing the Bears was worth it against Seattle in week two. So maybe the Bears are going to be worth another look here in week three, but we know we're going to get starters. And I think that's a, a smart move by a new Bears coach, Matt Eberflus, because you've got to get that first team offense as much work as possible. You can't sit back and think everything's going to be okay when you're one of the worst teams in the league and your offense is all out of sorts. Uh, I think the Bears are, you know, you got used the time wisely in the preseason instead of wasting it. And uh, it'd be a smart move. Bears catching four and a half against the Browns. And, uh, you know, I'm anti Bears in terms of the season win total. I'm mm -hmm. pretty much uh, going to be anti Bears in most spots this season. But this might be one this week where you can look to take the points with the Bears because uh, they're taking this game seriously. And uh, I don't know how the Browns are going to approach it, but I'm going to guess that. Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dobbs are not right. going to get a ton of action in this game. You know that's going to be your number one and number I mean, two quarterbacks. Correct me if I'm wrong. We haven't seen Jacoby Brissett yet in the preseason. So I, th I would think you're going to get him out there. I was watching a sideline interview with him during that Eagles game. He, he you just know played what? the Eagles, right? You're right. Even yeah. if he plays in this game, is it going to make that much of a difference? Because right. he's not going to play much if he does. Right. So, I mean, all leading <clears throat> to the point of – I think Chicago is going to be the side to look at here. From Eberflus, uh, Fields, the entire first half, Saturday's preseason finale against the Browns. Starters also include Roquan Smith, mm -hmm. who's going to appear in this game for the Chicago Bears. So it looks like this is the dress rehearsal for Chicago. Fields has played in all of the games so far. It looks like he's going to play in every game up to this point, but it looks like this is going to be the actual dress rehearsal for the Bears. I'm going to go out on a limb and say four and a half starts to uh, head toward the Chicago Bears as we get closer to kickoff on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's true. This game will probably close Browns three or something like like that. Yep. That's the only news that we saw, at least in terms of uh, in terms of the uh, starters. So that's pretty early, too, when you're getting actually some of these numbers that are out there at this point, because we do have preseason numbers up for a lot of these games, but we don't know how some of these teams are going to handle it. That's the first bit of news that we have seen uh, when it comes to Yeah, that. I think the most in, one of the most intriguing games to me is uh, Patriots-Raiders. Those two teams are practicing mm -hmm. here in Las Vegas this week, and um, the Raiders play four preseason games. And you have more than two weeks off from your fourth preseason game to your regular season opener. I kind of felt all along that Josh McDaniels was going to use his fourth game because he's got Belichick on the other side and these guys are going to be on the same page. 
He's going to use his fourth game to get Derek Carr and Devontae Adams on the field a little bit, maybe Chandler Jones. I thought this would be the Raiders' dress rehearsal game. We've not really heard any news in that regard yet so far. I was checking a couple, with a couple of Raiders writers, and uh, that hasn't been determined. I'm not sure how the Patriots are going to approach the game either. I kind of want to bet the Raiders here. I see minus one at a couple spots in town. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to you to be, if you're Josh McDaniels, put Carr and Adams out there in this fourth game when you still have like 16 days until your season opener after this fourth preseason game? I mean, I don't know. I, I, just like listening to some of the comments from McDaniels that we've seen in the weeks past, mm-hmm. I think there was a one point, it was either him or Derek Carr who brought up that, you know, when it comes to preseason, it's not preseason, it's practice that's a little bit more important, kind of echoing what Aaron Rodgers was talking about a few weeks ago sure. when we played that clip. And even if you do see them out there, it's going to be super bland maybe one drive two and then get them out. Like there's, it seems that there's really no urgency from the Raiders side to get this thing, um, to get the starters out there for a preseason. Raiders game, have know? looked pretty good in the preseason so far. Yep. They left a bunch of players home uh, when they went to Miami last week. They did take Kenyon Drake, and that's when he realized that he was probably going to get released. Yes. Uh, when they left some other guys here in Vegas and took him to Miami. But the Raiders quarterbacks have looked pretty sharp, I think, as a team. Josh McDaniels has had these guys uh, – uh, looking pretty disciplined and uh, actually motivated here in the preseason. Uh, Raiders have been one of the better preseason teams so far. I thought, you know, I was lucky, even though the Dolphins missed a 46-yard field goal with 130 to go that would have given them the lead, I was I felt probably lucky to win that Dolphins or push that Dolphins plus two bet in the 15-13 loss because mm-hmm. they were thoroughly outplayed by the Raiders in that game. It probably should have been a bigger margin. Uh, and the last note on next week for the preseason, uh, I will be interested to see where this ends up. The Baltimore Ravens um, opening up six at most spots, now six and a half in their game against the Washington Commanders. So we haven't seen Lamar Jackson yet either. We'll see if that actually changes here. No, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think so either, right? I, I would say that's one of those situations where we're good in the preseason. We know what you are. We just want to get to the uh, regular season because we know what's going to happen here. Well, you remember last year it was the final preseason game. When the uh, Ravens had a serious running back injury. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I think, was in the back of John Harbaugh's mind when uh, he went into this preseason. He caught a lot of criticism for that last year. And I don't think he's going to pull Lamar Jackson out there. The thing about the Ravens, they've got this 22 game win streak in the preseason, winning most of those games with backups mm-hmm. and backup quarterbacks. And I, I think they do like the backup quarterback situation. You know, I talked about it before the preseason. But the Ravens had one of the best backup quarterback situations with three mobile quarterbacks who could uh, who could move the football. So I think Harbaugh is probably going to let Lamar Jackson set this one out. Yep. And uh, it's also fair to point out that the uh, quarterback rotation in the preseason for the Commanders has not been stellar. No. Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz, Taylor Henneke, or uh, Sam Howell, none of them have really shown out uh, in a very, very great way. And Howell has actually been somewhat disappointing. Interception, two no, uh, turnover where he plays hasn't been awesome for the Washington Commanders. All right, uh, college football, that's what we're going to get to on the other side. We unveil the next team in our Edge preseason top 40. As we said, we're into the top four. I think we kind of know who the fourth team's going to be. I won't even say the conference because that'll just give it away, Matt Humans. Also, we'll uh, follow up on this maybe a little bit later in the show, but it's worth pointing out this comes down today. Not a surprise. Brad Powers brought this up yesterday, Matt. Washington Huskies have named Michael Penix Jr. the starting quarterback. That's so. zero surprise. None whatsoever. Nick Saban got a raise. No, Contract extension. He also can coach. He's 70. He can coach until he's 78, and in a, right now he's going to make $11.7 million a year. Just a little less than and me he here. he deserves it, actually. We'll be back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. By now, you know the college football guide's out. Well, the NFL Guide drops on Thursday, folks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special, and we get all-access everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks, Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network family josh allen on the cover buffalo bills a lot of people think highly of the buffalo bills heading into this year we'll get to college football momentarily but there's a bit of big news that came down today mm-hmm. man out of new york yes brooklyn indeed. kevin durant is going to be a brooklyn den Mm-hmm. Kind of what we thought about over these last few months. We talked to quite a few people at the summer league when we were out there. They kind of echoed the same thing. The trade packages weren't out there. And as we were talking about off the air, every little new thing that came up over the last month, right? Hey, Boston Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics aren't trading half their roster to get that done. They're arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference, and they become insanely thin if right. they make that deal happen. Oh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, the Grizzlies are telling them, take the five first-round picks or nothing because we're not shipping off any of our young talent. The Brooklyn Nets don't want that. So ultimately, you know, to use a line that you're not familiar with, where does that lead you? Back to me, Brooklyn Nets. That's what's going to happen here. And sure enough, it's confirmed. They met today. Everything's been squashed. Everything's fine. Kyrie, KD, Brooklyn, title, everything's What about happen. Steve Nash? Oh, Steve Nash is going to be there too. Yeah. Okay, because Kevin Durant said either Steve Nash, either the management team and the coach goes, or I go. Right. So what happened to that? They worked through their differences like adults. Well, what happened was the Nets didn't have, uh, didn't get the offers they thought they were going to get. Right. And uh, Kevin Durant, at about fifty million a year, is kind of hard to move. And I think the Nets are making a mistake. I would have taken the five first round picks. You think it's a mistake, huh? Mm-hmm. Even if I were to tell you that Kevin Durant is all bought in, everything's going to be fine, and he's going to give his maximum effort here in this revamped relationship. I've, I've had enough of the drama with the Nets and Kyrie and KD. By the way. Kyrie could still be traded, right? I mean, he can, but there was a report last week that said that he has uh, told people around him he is preparing to play for Brooklyn this season, and also another vague report that said the Lakers are out of conversations with the Brooklyn Is Nets. that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you th- do you think these guys can coexist with Steve Nash? What do you think of Nash as a coach? Because obviously KD and Kyrie don't think too highly of him. So I think Steve Nash has a lot of improvements to make as a coach. But we can also see those improvements happen. It's not you know, right. It's not you're not the same guy every single day if you wake up, especially if you put effort into becoming good at your craft. And I think Steve Nash probably is doing that. So there's a chance Steve Nash becomes better. Am I overwhelmingly like if I overwhelmed with Steve Nash and his in-game decisions and rotations? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But he can be better. Uh, and I also think, look, at the end of the day, they are humans. I would think that you can kind of squash some of the issues if you're actually committed to doing it and become a pretty good team. Because I think if you look around, on paper, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have to be realistic and go, look, there's me and you. There's an all-defense caliber guy if he's going to play, and that'd be Ben Simmons. There's some pretty solid depth on this team as well. We could be 
one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. We have a very realistic shot at an NBA Finals berth. If everything clicks right for us, we could be the best team in the Eastern Conference. But we have to be fully committed, and I would assume that they're probably going to at least try to do that for a little bit. Although I cannot guarantee it, given everything we know about the two. Yeah, it's it's been hard to get these guys on the court together at the same time. And there's been uh, way too much drama. It's like the soap opera. We walk in here in the studio every day. There's a soap opera down here on the corner of TV. Lovely I know, scene we were I just watching right now. I don't know is watching these soap operas all day. But that's what the Brooklyn Nets are all about. This guy was posing. Uh, right now, even with KD back, and let's say Kyrie sticks around, Where? how do you – Power rate the Eastern Conference one two three four five. Uh, okay, so one two three four five. I'll go with Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami. I'm probably forgetting a team. No, I'll go Brooklyn then Miami. Miami five. Yeah, okay. Miami five. I think they got a little worse this year. Obviously, they PJ Tucker's gone and no real additions mm-hmm. uh, other than you know the draft. I'll say they got a little worse this year. So that's my top five. Is that fair? I guess so you're probably a little bit higher on Philly than I am, but. Uh... I, I, there's not much separating those right. teams. We're, We're talking, talking about, about one through margins. five. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we'll see if this changes anything for uh, the Brooklyn Nets and their championship hopes. It does look like it. By the way, uh, Peter Bukowski does a great job uh, on social media and covering um, uh, sports. Put this up, and I thought this was great, and I think you'll like it. Um, the sequence of Kevin Durant's offseason. Durant tells the Nets, trade me. The Nets say, no. Durant says, fire the coach of the GM. The Nets say, no. Durant says, I might retire. The Nets mm-hmm. say, no, you won't. And he goes, all right, I'll play. And then it's say, okay, see you in the offseason. Well, I think that's how you have to deal. You have to deal with the divas and the superstars. Is you just can't let them have their way and force their way out. The Packers kind of did that with Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, that's yeah, very true. Yeah. So we'll see if it works out for him. Anyway, let's talk a little college football. And let's talk about some pretty good teams in college football, namely the fourth best team in the edge college football preseason top 40. Number four. A team that at one point in the last few seasons, man, unequivocally the best team in the country. Not so much. A little bit of a fall from grace. The Clemson Tigers check in as our fourth-ranked team in the Edge preseason top 40 poll. And an interesting Clemson squad because while there is a bunch of talent on this roster, as is usual for Clemson, you're replacing two coordinators. You have a massive question mark at quarterback and mm-hmm. DJ Uyangalale, who was not very effective last year. And I actually thought didn't really show much improvement as the season went along. Still, though, nine starters back on offense, six coming back on defense. And I would also say, when you point out some of the changes, a lot of missing talent on that defense, specifically in the linebacking core. Uh, that linebacking core is really good for them last year, and that thing has to be revamped. A very interesting Clemson squad that finds itself in somewhat unfamiliar territory over the last few seasons, as I would say solidly the fourth best team among the contenders that we are going to discuss over the next couple of days. I don't think you worry too much about the Clemson defense. You know, going back to last year, that was a top 10 defense in uh, yards allowed, number two in scoring defense. And the way Clemson recruits, um, they got plenty of depth, and I think the defense is going to be fine. My biggest question mark, like most people, is with DJ Uyungle. He was, like you said, he wasn't very good last year. He was terrible at times. You realize Clemson ranked 99th in total offense and 82nd in scoring offense last year. That's, yeah, man. That's uh, ridiculously bad for a team that's been elite. If you go back to the 15-0 and 0 season in 2018, uh, the last four years, Clemson is 49-6. and 6. So the three losses last year were definitely um, surprising. But even worse than that, JVT, Clemson started last season 0-7 against the spread mm-hmm. uh, before rebounding a little bit and playing uh, better in the second half of the season. But Clemson uh, finished 10-3, and 5-8 ATS. Uh, but the nine starters back in offense, the big key is how good is DJ going to be? Yeah, and that's so for me, and to add to your points about some of these numbers, uh, if you want to go like advanced metrics, uh, EPA, expected points added, in terms of overall offense, 109th in the country mm-hmm. last year, Clemson was offensively, 114th when it came to their passing game. At, wow. Like abysmal for a team mm-hmm. that you expect a lot of. And still... Finished with 10 wins because that defense was so freaking good. And the reason why I bring up the defense, because I agree with you, right? When you're talking about replacing guys, oh, darn, let's replace our really talented five-star guys with more five-star guys. But Brent Venables isn't there anymore. 
And I think Venables is a guy who maximizes the roster that he has when it comes to his play calling. And so that just that's my question. I think they're going to be really good. They did lose a defensive starter along the defensive line earlier this week, too, by the way, to a foot injury. I still think they're going to be really good. My question is just, what is the drop-off? Because I would assume there is a little bit of a change with how effective they're going to be on that end of the ball without Venables and while rebuilding some of the position groups. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair yeah. because uh, Brent Venables is one of the best in the business when it comes to uh, defensive coordinators. Yeah. Now he's obviously the Oklahoma uh, head coach, so that could that could be a factor. Also, don't forget that Clemson's got a new offensive coordinator, yep. right? So uh, with new coordinators, a little bit of a turbulence on Dab- Dabo Sweeney's staff. Uh, I, I do think you can find reasons to say we have Clemson overrated at number four. When you're talking about new coordinators, uh, losing some of those quality starters on defense, and who knows what DJ is going to be as a quarterback. That might be why Tim Brando does not have Clemson in his top 10. Wow. That is pretty surprising. Brando's yeah. going to be with us in 90 seconds. A quick evaluation of their schedule before we get to Brando. I think it's safe to say that this team should be 4-0 by the time they uh, go to their all-important matchup on October 1st. That would be hosting NC State in a revenge spot. Mm-hmm. And arguably the second best team potentially in the ACC, NC State, the Wolfpack, depending on what you think of Miami and how that all shakes out. But a massive game very early on for Clemson. As I know some conference. people, uh, some sharp football guys, who think that uh, Clemson, Clemson's weakness is going to be is going to crack the door open for Miami in uh, that conference yeah. this season. I'm not so sure that I'll sign off on that. But Clemson has got a big game against NC State on October 1st. That's at home. That's a revenge game. The Wolfpack won that uh, last year. Wolfpack won that game uh, 27-21 as a 10.5-point dog. And uh, also, the other key game we uh, highlighted on the schedule, at Notre Dame on November 5th, you got Miami November 19th at home. I don't think the schedule is too tough, especially if Notre Dame's your toughest road game, it's not a bad schedule. All right, there's three spots, especially with the Hartman news for Wake Forest. The three games you're circling are the NC State game at home, the Notre Dame game on the road, and the home game against Miami. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be the linchpins for you when you're talking about a win total for Clemson. Ten well, and a half yeah. win total, by the way. Well, they're our fourth-ranked team, and they're not a top-ten team, according to Tim Brando. Let's pick his brain on his thought process when we come back. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and the bets are moving every game, the betting splits page updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well, folks. So check it out. Betting splits. Another way VSIN's here to make you smarter, better year round. Check them out at vsin.com. All right, Matt. Ooh, we've got some favorable moves here. Best bets. What do you got? We're starting to see some movement in the market now that we're getting closer and closer to week zero of college football. Yeah, I went ahead and uh, actually I did not bet this Northwestern game yet, but I put it up as a best bet because uh, it's going to be won by the weekend. I'm waiting to see if this Northwestern number can hit 14. Uh, so I'm going to be on the Purple Cats regardless. Talked about this game a little bit this morning with uh, Paul Howard and uh, Mitch Moss on the Follow the Money show. And really, when I look at Nebraska, and we talked about this with Brad Powers yesterday, how comfortable can you feel laying two touchdowns on a neutral field uh, with a, a team that's 15 and 29 in the past four years? Yes, you brought in 44 new players. 22 transfers, and you have a new quarterback. But JVT, it's all new. Mm-hmm. Nebraska doesn't have uh, – its offense is not in sync. Uh, it really hasn't become a cohesive team yet. So, yes, you have a bunch of new faces. you got a bunch of new players. you got a lot of talent. But you don't have, really have a team yet. You haven't played a game. And now you're going to uh, lay two touchdowns on a neutral against a good coach and Pat Fitzgerald. And I know Northwestern's offense was anemic last season. There's no doubt about that. Failed to score more than 14 points and each of the final six games, but you still have Ryan Holinsky, who's somewhat of a veteran quarterback back. He transferred uh, from South Carolina two years ago. Uh, Evan Hole is a 1,000-yard rusher. You got nine starters back on the Northwestern offense. And last year, the Purple Cats were pummeled in Lincoln 56-7. to The previous uh, four meetings were all decided by one score between these teams. Mm-hmm. 
I like Pat Fitzgerald in a, in a situation like this against uh, Scott Frost and what looks like basically an entirely new roster. There's a lot of excitement about Nebraska. This team's disappointed a lot of people time and time again in the last few years. So I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to take the big number with Northwestern, and uh, I think bullet? that's I think that's going to be the right side. But I'll wait to see if I can get 14 because when you're talking about the first week of college football, it seems to happen every year. Everybody gets excited to bet these games, and really the betting public. This is a, a low profile card this week. A lot of people are just going to come in on the favorites. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of media hype on Nebraska. Uh, I think a lot of the late betters, a lot of the late money is going to come in on the Cornhuskers, so I'm not going to grab the 13 or 13 and a half yet, try to get to 14. If not, I'll just take the 13, and uh, I'll be fine with that, but uh, you're always trying to get that 14 if you can. Connecticut plus 27 against Utah State. Uh, you wrote this game up uh, for Point Spread Weekly uh, this week, and when I, when I researched this last night, one thing that really made a difference for me is – Taquan Roberson, the transfer quarterback from Penn State, he was highly touted. He was a top 20 quarterback out of high school, a dual threat. If you watched UConn's offense last year, it was comical how bad the quarterback play was. If you can get competent quarterback play out of Roberson, I think Connecticut can kind of transform its offense, at least hang around to be more competitive in games. And you talked about this yesterday with the Utah State quarterback situation. Well, the fact that Logan Bonner's status is uh, up in the air. Right. Suffered a pretty serious knee injury in the L.A. Bowl. We have no idea. Blake Anderson uh, won't come out and commit to the fact that he's going to play in this week one game against UConn. So that leaves you some question. And I would also say the other part, because you and I share the play here, we both took Connecticut plus 27. Circa, by the way, down to 26 and a half, um, is this defense – for Utah State, only brings back five guys. In last year's squad, actually wasn't that great. They had, they had over 40 points dropped on them twice. It was mm-hmm. Wyoming and Air Force. So I like all of this put together and what you talked about, Roberson in a more friendly system like Jim Mora's offense, I feel like there's something to work with here when you're talking about to catching 27, 27 and a half with UConn. I think Brad Powers said he, it was a correlated play for him, the underdog and the under mm. in this game. And uh, if Logan Bonner's not out there for Utah State, uh, I think the under might be the right play. Now, we, we have no idea if he's going to start or not. Uh, I think in a game like this, I would actually lean towards not. Because that's off, the other part about it, right? Do you really want to throw him out there off a knee injury if he's not 100% in a game that you're a four-touchdown favorite in? I would say no. Uh, but then again, we have not been at Utah State practices and don't have inside info on that. Regardless, I think UConn should be able to hang within four touchdowns. I like Roberson, the transfer from Penn State. Uh, he, he should be able to uh, make a big difference uh, for that UConn team. All right. Like I said this morning, I'm going to hate myself if this play is wrong because I don't like to play favorites, especially a double-digit favorite early in the season. But the more I look at the uh, Wyoming-Illinois matchup, I don't know how the Illini don't win this game going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the offensive and defensive line, Brett Bielema won three Big Ten titles at Wisconsin. He has built one of the Big Ten's biggest, most imposing offensive lines a power running game is what he's all about. Wyoming's a little undersized on the defensive front. They don't have that much depth. This is a team that's really hurt by the transfer portal. The recruiting has not been great. And uh, in Craig Bowles' nine years, I think this is the worst team he's had. But when you look at Illinois, not only do you have a punishing offensive line, you got your top three rushers from a year ago back. Chase Brown, Josh McCray, two of those guys. Chase Brown had 223 yards in that Illinois win at Penn State last year. The quarterback play could be a little bit of a problem, but I still think this is a game you're going to win with your offensive line and your running attack. And Illinois is also more physical on the defensive front. On the Wyoming offensive side... Oh, it looks like it's going to be a nightmare. It, it, could be, it could be pretty ugly. Andrew Peasley is the quarterback. This is going to be his third career start. He started twice in four years at Utah State. Very little experience. The Cowboys' leading rusher a year ago, a player I liked a lot... Xavier Valaday transferred to Arizona State. Deuces. He's gone. Titus Swin still a good back, but he's going to be the focus of this offense uh, for the Cowboys. I just think this is a, a a big difference in class when you're talking about a mediocre Big Ten team with a dominant offensive line against a weaker uh, Mountain West team in Wyoming that's got a smaller defensive front. Uh, the Cowboys opened the, on the road against a Big Ten opponent in 2017. They had Josh Allen at quarterback. There's a lot of hype about what the Cowboys might be able to do against Iowa in that game. Final score, 24-3 to Iowa. 
I think you're going to see a similar result in this game in Champaign on Saturday. Yeah, and to add to that, too, last year's so you only bring four guys back on this defense. Uh, last year, Wyoming, 4.6 yards per carry, 181 yards per game allowed on the ground. Oh. They were not very good last year, and they're still trying to find – they're grasping at straws trying to rebuild this thing. So I think four starters back on defense. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a team – because Craig Ball, I think you would agree with this, Craig Ball has always maximized his rosters. They're pretty mm -hmm. solid. They might get better as they get into conference play, and they might be you know tricky to face, especially when they're at home in some of these spots. I don't think early on Wyoming's a team want it back. So there you go. I agree. I agree. By the way, that number's up to 11 in a lot of spots. Illinois. Is it? Yep. On okay. my screen, at least. Okay. vcin.com. You can go check out all the odds. Live odds screen. Huh? I, was, I saw 10 everywhere this morning. Oh, move. Was, you moved the market. Early, so, hey. <laughs> okay. Move the market. Actually, uh, I, that line sat there on 10 for weeks. Yeah. I, I kept thinking, man, it's got to move to 10 and a half, 11. Never, never moved. So, I, I was wondering if uh, maybe I was on the right side. But the more I look at Wyoming, yeah. this should be a mismatch. With that Illinois offensive line. All right. Uh, what best bets have you put up for college football so far? Uh, so just UConn catching 27 against Utah State. I actually, we were talking about this. I was going to lay it with Illinois, and I was tardy to the party. It's all 11 uh. right now. So uh, unless it starts to come back and I get the 10 again, I'll, I'll lay off. But I do think, I agree with everything when it comes to Illinois uh, laying that price. And I will say, when I, I will say I have not made the decision yet. I do think New Mexico State is the side against Nevada, but when you know how much that line has moved, especially from when guys like Brad Powers bet it, like what did he say he had? Like 16, 16 and a half, and a whatever half. it was. Uh, like the more predominant opening number it seemed was like 13. I still think nine is really high. By my very rudimentary numbers, I made it like seven. Mm -hmm. So I still think that that's still pretty high. So I might find myself backing Nevada. That's down to eight and a half at circuit too, so. Or, no, excuse me, backing New Mexico State against Nevada. The scary thing about this uh, week zero college football card, going through it last night, I can make a case for UTEP. I can make a case yep. for New Mexico State. When yep. you look down at your card and you say Northwestern, UConn, UTEP, New Mexico State, um, do you think that's, that's not exactly a get-rich-quick scheme to bet on those teams in college football? Now, can I tell you, too? That's, that's a little bit scary when you're looking at four of the <laughs> can historically worst teams. Especially UConn, UTEP, and New Mexico State. I, um, as this number continues to move, I might be a Hawaii Rainbow Warriors fan on Saturday, too. We're okay. up to eight and a half. In some we'll wait spots. until Thursday's show because we have the Hawaii football play-by-play -play okay. broadcaster on. We're going to get some insight from him on what's happening in the camp in Honolulu. When I talked to him two days ago, he was not very optimistic. Well, I don't think it's going to be great. But, I mean, Vandy, eight and a half point favorite on the road in the islands. We'll see. We'll see. All right. When we come back, we're going to break down for 10 minutes. Artie Moreno selling the Angels. How about that? No, no let's not do that. Oh, okay. Tim Brando's ready. He says he's oh, ready okay, to go. Cool. Right, so cool. we've got him on deck. All right. We'll talk to Tim Brando when we come back. That leaves no time to celebrate the New York Yankees. How about Aaron Judge last night? He had a nine-game homerless streak. He was 12 for, uh, let's see, what, no, he's four for 30 with 12 strikeouts, and he got two hits off Mad Max last night in the Yankees. Get the uh, win as home dogs. How about a, uh, a predominant leader who owns a, uh, a media company tweeting out yesterday, Mets are the easiest money that you're going to see. Easiest money. Lay it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that when we come back. We'll talk with Tim Brando on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't a right time to make a change. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen's going to be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com, the ZYN.com. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, last few minutes here on the program. Very quickly, hit on one big story coming out of Major League Baseball. That would be the Subway Series, which got started yesterday with a very good New York Yankees victory, 4-2. Well, it got started last month, actually, when the Mets won two games against the Yankees at City Field. Uh, So the Yankees get a win last night. Aaron Judge had a big night. Uh, Mad Max Scherzer took the loss. And uh, who'd you say tweeted out that the Yankees were free money? No, 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 the Mets, minus 155. Free, oh, last night he said the Mets money. were free money. Yeah, free money, as free as money gets. Uh, that would be uh, the, the leader over at Barstool, Dave Portnoy. Uh, Never free money, man. No, you got to be a clown to make a comment like that. Tonight, the Yankees and Frankie Montas, minus 125. All right, let's get to Tim Brando. Great to have him on. We've done our college football preseason top 40 here on the edge on VSIN. But how about Timmy B's top 10? Tim, thanks for jumping on today. How you doing? Great to be with both of you guys, Matt. Thanks for having me back. Hey, give me, uh, give me a quick rundown of what games you're going to call here early in the season. I know you got three or four coming up right around the corner. Yeah, well, actually, Spencer and I are going to start with two in two days. Uh, a little Ernie Banks, let's play two action next week. We'll be at the first Big Ten game uh, well, actually, not the first day. I guess I guess the game the night before would be the first Big Ten game uh, on Thursday night uh, with with uh, Joel and Gus. But we'll we'll be in Indiana for a game that I think both Illinois and Indiana believe they've got to have. You know, to have a winning season mm-hmm. and to have a an impactful year. Both those teams probably think, and we got to beat that team. And uh, we'll have that one on Friday, the second of September, on FS1, and then we. Hop in a Hummer and drive north up to um, uh, Wisconsin for Illinois State and uh, on Wisconsin uh, on Saturday night. So two and two days, I think they felt like um, I'd had enough time off. It was time to put me back to work. <laughs> Tim Brando of Fox Sports with <laughs> us. The- uh, I know. You, uh, you jump back into it now. You get games uh, all the time, all the way through college basketball season. So it's good to be back. All yeah. right, so. Tim, you have the same number five team that we had. We, we had a poll, a panel of four guys in our poll. Utah came out number five. Your top five, number one, Ohio State, two, Alabama, three, Georgia, four, Baylor, and five, Utah. Explain a little bit why you've got Ohio State better than Bama and how you put Baylor in that top five. Well, remember, this is a prediction on how I think it'll finish. My preseason uh, top ten is about uh, the way I, the order of finish, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Last year I had Cincinnati at four, and that worked out. A lot of people were asking, why why Cincinnati at four? And I told them, well, a, a game on the road at Indiana, a six and two team the year before, a week off, a game at Notre Dame, uh, a highly ranked and highly thought of Notre Dame team that I think they can beat, and that will propel them, and it did just that. They hovered around four, five, six all year. And enough teams lost, including the Big 12 losses of Baylor at TCU and then Baylor knocking off Oklahoma State in the title game to give Cincinnati a shot. Uh, I don't think we have a group of five teams this year that can do that. Uh, I, I love Fresno State uh, out west, and I love Houston to possibly go undefeated for Holgerson, but I don't think there are big enough wins, marquee games for them, uh, to, to crack the top four. So 
Baylor is the team, I believe, that everyone's overlooking. Uh, Blake Shapin is the new quarterback. Uh, he's the reason Gary Bohannon transferred. I think they're, they're better at that position, plus their defense is really good, always is under Aranda. And offensively, uh, they're returning a lot of talent. And, you know, the preseason hype over Texas is out of control. Most overrated team every single year in college football. USC's right behind them, by the way. Mm-hmm. They have no business being rated where they are. Uh, and I think Utah is a team much like Baylor. Uh, I, I really toyed, uh, toiled with that. Which one would I go with? But I think that the, the chances of Utah having a hiccup are greater than Baylor's. Uh, uh, Baylor, Baylor might make a fool out of me at BYU early uh, because BYU, as you know, is returning 19 yep. kids to their starting 22. But I just think Baylor's got more skilled people and can win that game. And then I like the rest of their schedule in the Big 12. Um, if you look at the rest of my top ten, you'll also see NC State way up there. I've got them at seven. Uh, and you'll see Houston up there. I've got them at 10 because I think they can run the table in the American. But we we have Ohio State, or I do, with Spencer week three. And it's going to be interesting to see. Last year we were there for week three after the Oregon debacle, and their defense was a mess. I mean a mess. Mm-hmm. Tulsa was only down by six with uh, under 10 minutes to play in a game they wound up losing by 21. But Tulsa took off after that, and uh, Ohio State, uh, I think, made the right choice when they hired Jim Knowles to be their defensive coordinator. I think he can turn that team around defensively. And Ohio State's offense is better than anybody's. I mean, better than anybody's. They have three Heisman candidates on one side of the ball. Okay? Not only is Stroud the front runner, but Smith and Jigma as a receiver and Travion Henderson, who everybody forgets because they don't run it as much as maybe they should, is an incredible back, might be the most talented back uh, besides uh, B. John Robinson in the country. Uh, so that's why I picked the Buckeyes over Alabama. You know, Dave Aranda's an elite defensive coach, too, when you talked about Baylor at that number four yep. spot. You've got Oklahoma 6, NC State 7, Notre Dame, Michigan, and then Houston rounding out the top 10. Jonathan Von Tobel and I are both really high on NC State as well. I want to yep. talk about a team you left out, just out of your top 10, Clemson. Uh, I think that's going to surprise a lot of people. I like Ole Miss, who you have just outside the poll, too. But why'd you leave Clemson outside the top ten? I just don't think they're ready uh, yet. I mean, I'm not sold on that run they had at the end of last year that they they suddenly just, uh, you know, turned a corner. Uh, I think they're living off, uh, you know, what they've done the last handful of years, which to a certain extent always happens uh, in college football. Uh, North Carolina State does have to go to Clemson. It's early, I think, the first weekend in October. And and I think that's going to be a huge wake-up call because NC State's got two of the best corners in the country, has one of the best back sevens in the country. And uh, I think the problems for for Clemson remain in the throwing game. Uh, Against really good teams, I think they're vulnerable. So that's why I don't have them where, where everybody else does. And as I said before, I feel similarly about other teams that carry big brands. Texas A&M is absolutely overrated. They don't even know who their quarterback is, and if they do have him, it's probably the quarterback that left LSU who beat Texas A&M with a 6-6 and team a year ago in Ed Orgeron's last game. So why in the world is A&M where they are? Oh, oh they won the recruiting war, and they had a great uh, collectible situation going on with NIL and the transfer portal. Fellas, this is... Uh, this is a lazy media out there in college football that wants to cover the same brand names every stinking year. And the reason is there's 130-plus teams playing Division I college football, and people don't want to do their jobs. They want to cover the same damn teams all the time. And that's one of the things that we're going to have to learn, and hopefully when we expand the playoff to 12 or 16, yep. it'll force the media to start paying attention to everybody as opposed to the same uh, eight to ten teams. Yep, dig a little deeper. Actually, uh, I'd like to see Utah, North North Carolina State teams like that have a great season. Uh, Tim, we got about a minute left. Is Alabama going to lose a game uh, before the college football playoff? I, I think there's a chance, yes. And, and the reason I say that is um, there are some really quality teams like A&M a year ago. You know, Texas A&M had lightning in a bottle that night. Scored a lot of points to beat them. 
Uh, here's a game to circle for Alabama at Arkansas. Hitman has done a really good job. That's a team that, a little bit like Kentucky, gets overlooked uh, in the SEC. When you ask the question, who's the third best team, and everybody wants to anoint uh, Texas A&M, I say, whoa, wait a minute. Let's talk about Mark Stoops' team and Sam Pittman's team. And, oh, by the way, uh, just because the lane train lost his quarterback, mm-hmm. I'm not sure Ole Miss can't do a lot of damage. Um, so there are a lot of uh, minefields for Alabama to deal with, more so than I think Ohio State has in the Big Ten. Yeah, even though Bama's going to be at least a 14-point favorite, it looks like every game in the regular season. Watch out for Jackson Dart, that new quarterback at Ole Miss. I like him a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Love him. I saw him against Cal in the final week of the year and uh, at, when he was playing at USC, and he, he, he does throw a dart, that's for sure. And uh, he's going to love working with Lane. Ole Miss is on the fringe of being a top-10 team, in my opinion. Should win 10 games. Tim, thanks for jumping on again today, man. Really appreciate it. Happy to be with both of you. Call anytime, Matt. Okay, thank you. Tim Brando of Fox Sports, JVT. That wraps it up for a Tuesday. we got three teams left in our top 40. You going to call them later tonight? They call him whenever you want. We just talked to him for 10 minutes. I'll leave him alone for a while. All right. <laughs> How do you feel about Clemson being outside his top 10? I, I understand his logic when he's yeah. talking about the end mm-hmm. of the season. You can totally get it. Yep. Uh, all right. We're all done. VEASAN.com. Sign up for the football betting guy. Come on, man. It's totally worth it. And also check out everything we have to offer from the podcast format. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com slash Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.